he's the owner of the most educated feet in professional wrestling. Some would call him the professor. Some might call him infamous. We call him the host of the show. And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? It's time for the Undisputed Podcast with Bobby Fish. All right, we are back for the Undisputed Podcast. Yeah, That's the DJ of D-Sky Radio, and below me is the quadfather, the self-professed. Ah. Quadfather, the Quadfather, yes, arguably Close. one of the yeah, the worst nicknames in the history of nicknames. We'll go with it. The Quadfather, yeah. the Quadfather, Frank. You keep you insist on <laughs> below me. You know, like you know how that comes out. Yeah, and you every you time can't stop yourself from saying D Scott up in the corner and below me. <laughs> uh, it's funny the first time, Frank. It's not well, you're, you're, you're below me. <laughs> Who's our guest? Which... And uh, he's a return guest, too. Yeah, he is. Man. Come on. He's an exciting <laughs> return guest. Uh, Alec Brooks, a.k.a. Coach Alec Brooks. Um, that's how it pertains, I guess, to this show because it's got my name on it, but we wanted, I wanted to bring coach Alec on because there was an exciting, um, happening over this past weekend. And so, yeah, so coach is not only a coach, but he's also a fighter and, uh, Coach had a fight this weekend, and uh, Alec, what was um, what were the details like? Uh, the name of a company you were fighting for, and how this came to be. Sure, yeah. So the promotion, the fight promotion, was uh, Lelio Code MMA. Uh, the fight was here in Orlando on September second. Um, so yeah, this last Saturday, as you mentioned. I was fighting for the 135 championship. Um, I was scheduled to bantamweight. Yes, sir. Yeah, the bantamweight championship. And then, uh, yeah, got in there September 2nd, fought the guy late in the evening, and I finished him in the first round. It was, I do believe, officially marked two minutes and 32 seconds in the first round. Wow. And uh, TKO. It was great. Yeah. It was it was everything that you could want in a fight. Get in there quick and yeah. get out quick. <laughs> yeah. I so no damage taken, right? No. Uh we looked back at the tape a couple of times. He may have only hit me once or twice. There's mm-hmm. one that lands kinda clean and then uh everything else is just you know, he flurried me at the beginning, but none of them really landed how he wanted them to. He was trying to knock me out in 10 seconds, and it wasn't going to happen. Mm. But uh, he was a nice guy, a very respectful opponent, and a quite the badass for stepping up because he did fight me on shorter notice because uh, my original opponent had pulled out. Okay. Yeah, cool. I mean, all the credit to him. Um, I really – I don't know about you, Coach, but I feel like these guys that um, – you know, Donald Cerrone and uh, even Mike Perry, as crazy as he is, you know, and like, I don't condone all of it, but man, these guys that are like anytime, anywhere, and then they walk it out 
I don't know how you can't respect it, you know? Yeah. Cause it's, and, and I'm not <clears throat> saying you shouldn't be smart with your career and whatnot, but like, I just have a hard time. Like if you're going to be, you know, you're going to be a man, you're going to, you're going to stand up and be a man. Be a man. When, when, well, when, when the scenario is ideal, I will. <laughs> You know, like if somebody, you know, pulls a, a gun on you and your wife, that's not going to be an ideal situation. And are you going to be like, all right, honey, it's your turn. You get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No? I mean, so I just feel like, um, yeah, big ups to that that guy that you fought because last minute he stepped up and, and fought. I mean, I'll say it, coach, you're uh, – and we can swear on this show, so I'm going to swear, boys. Make sure you're sitting down. You're a fucking killer. You're a fucking killer, you know? And that's I appreciate what, that, sir. <laughs> well, I mean, I've seen it. And, like, you're, you know, you throw, like, some good school clothes on you. You know, you clean up well, and, and it looks like, all right, well, you know, yeah. I mean, he's just a mild-mannered um, guy. But... <laughs> fucking rearrange your smile quickly yeah i've been uh i've been told that before like, you don't look like a fighter right but these people's idea of like a fighter looks like they come in all shapes and sizes yeah uh, so well I that think is we, uh, i think that um that uh misinterpretation has been tested since the beginning of like UFC with Hoist Gracie and uh, you know that was just the beginning of like people getting a re-education if you will of of what you know badassery actually looks like uh, a former guest on this show too was Kenny Florian who is another guy who like looks like your math tutor but will <laughs> fold you like a nap a wet nap if uh if he has to so sorry bobby my uh something happened my uh like my audio cut out for a second i hate to tell you that blame it on uh can you hear us now <laughs> yeah and i just a lot okay. of what you're feel bad well it's not a big deal we we i it was frank's fault it was frank's fault on this show we just defer it's everything's frank's fault <laughs> it's definitely something Frank did or something he didn't do. And, um, you know, God's going to punish you, Frank. I think he already has. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be severe. So, uh, Coach, you win the fight. It doesn't get out of the first round. Is that um, is that relief or is it, oh, man, there's a little bit of meat on this bone i still want to chew uh no i was very happy about it um yeah if i could finish every fight in under a minute that would be amazing now yeah that very often but um yeah i've uh, as far as my mma fights go i've had uh two uh first round knockout a first round tko now a second round submission and i've lost by decision Mm. And I've gone those three rounds, and while it is fun at various points, uh, it's so much better always knowing that you're dominating the person and kind of get that feel that you're just about to just fuck them up and get that win, mm. you know, clock in and clock out real quick. Yeah. Mike, 
coach Mike always talks about it. It's like people have three round wars and it might be fun. Maybe if you're absolutely insane, but uh, <laughs> you're an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> it's so much better. Just finishing that fight quick. It's a, yeah. you get to eat and drink whatever you want again sooner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's just a lot of benefits just to getting done fast and in a spectacular fashion. When you look at yeah. some just guys in the sport, all the way back to like the old school guys, there there was you always love seeing the first round knockouts. You love seeing like the first round finishes and submissions or whatever. Yeah. Exciting as, as a fan to see that. Right. Uh, you know, so it's just good for everybody when those types sure. of um no, well, Randy, if like I needed to fight more, <laughs> I know right. I felt that way with your fight here in Dubai. Like you're like, I didn't get to do enough. <laughs> like, well, I, you know, and here's the thing is I think, I think I was blowing up a little bit too. So I don't know if I had much left, but I knew that I had the actual gas tank. I just knew, I just think that like, yeah, I had probably a little bit of an adrenaline dump um, that they talk about. You know, but I just, there was so much that we worked on. We put so much work into that camp and I enjoyed every step of the way. Um, I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted to, to, to um, kind of utilize some of that stuff a little bit more, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it it's certainly a, um, a relief. And while you were saying that coach, I was thinking like, okay, well, hmm, if you get a few more early stoppages, I, I mean, we there's a there's a, a a dirty but good nickname there so we i mean the two pump chump alec brooks <laughs> <laughs> he, he finishes early it'd be the only time that you know you want to finish early yeah, no only- frank you don't <laughs> frank you don't seem amused <laughs> are you confused frank I got it. Just, I don't know. Oh, just <laughs> in, uh, it's just not funny. Oh, no. hmm. Have you had pro? Have you had? Do you, have you had problems in the bedroom, Frank? I got two kids. So obviously not there, Kimasabi. <laughs> hey, easy. Hey. Hey. Wow, <laughs> tennis. Somebody got offended. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> well, I know. I know. Not to go there with you. All right, back to, back to coach. Um, so, with the fight uh, ending early and like no damage taken, how do you? Because I'm sure every fighter's different. How do, how do you interpret that? Is that like okay? Well, now like I'm gonna fight sooner than I would have normally. I mean, obviously, if you if you take you know some damage and you gotta like rehab an injury or something it's gonna put you out longer but would you do you then see that as like yeah i want to get in there sooner um it really just depends on the time of year that i'm fighting um i just historically don't take fights between like october and like january okay there's no reason yeah, yeah, there definitely is. Like, you know, MMA fighters don't have, like, off-seasons, like how everyone does. Right. Yeah. Uh, people are all excited. You know, football's back. And I, as someone who doesn't watch football, I was like, oh, yeah, they don't play for, like, a huge chunk of the year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, MMA fighters 
can fight whenever. They could have one fight and then two weeks later have another fight if they really felt like it. You brought up Donald yeah. earlier. He did that a long time ago, probably back in like 2014, 2015. He had one fight and then literally two weeks later, somebody needed an opponent and he's like, fuck it, I'll do it. And then he hopped in. He won both of those fights. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> However, uh, for me personally, I don't like really fighting between October and like January, mainly because of the holiday season. Uh, yeah. A lot of people who know me very well know that I'm obsessed with Halloween and Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I know that about going every time that I can. And all the food I, offer. Who is it? Freddy Krueger on your your thigh? I think. I, yeah. quite those guys i got michael myers Fred Krueger. i got the demogorgon from stranger things i got uh <laughs> fucking a ghost face with drew barrymore on it yeah uh frank has the leprechaun on his left butt cheek i and, do uh chucky on his right oh really dukes, dukes. Yeah. chucky dukes yeah <laughs> chucky dukes yeah <laughs> of course alec doesn't know who chucky dukes is he just got done telling you he doesn't watch football asshole <laughs> I mean, he didn't call you asshole. I'm calling you asshole. <laughs> but I just, I love all that stuff, and I love enjoying it. I I think I've had fights maybe scheduled around that time, and I just don't like the idea of being, going to these things and being restricted to what I can do. Right. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, and being around, like, family and stuff for the holidays. Like, I don't want to, yeah. like, my mom's cooking all this amazing food. I don't want to be like, Mom, I right. can't that. I have a fight with <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a selfish sport, but in those senses, I don't want to be selfish anymore. Yeah. I focus on just relaxing a bit during that time, and then anywhere between like late January on to like September, I'll do it. That's mm-hmm. that's fine, and I could have a couple fights, but I, I just yeah, things happen where opponents pull out or I get injured. It just yeah. really well, and coach, you do a ton of coaching too hence why i call you coach um but you do you know so you you're like you assume a role at the jungle where you know you're doing a ton of uh prep for other people to fight and you know you make sacrifices as a coach um for the good of the guys you coach and um I don't think that, you know, I don't think it's obvious to everyone, the, the sacrifices that are there. And then sometimes like, I, I mean, I've seen it with you where like you put, you put fighters that um, trust you ahead of your own best interest. Um, and, it, you know, I, I just, I appreciate it. I, I've seen it. And, um, you know, whether they know or not, like you still, that, you you um you still make the decision and it always goes that way and like uh i for one have have always noticed that about you well yeah i i thank you i try uh like we said it's a selfish sport um and you i'm one of the main pad holders for pretty much anybody at the gym uh and you know eric is there to help out drew and lucas are there to help out they're both all of them are phenomenal with their pad holding and they'll hold pads with each other too. But mm-hmm. you know, when it comes down to it, we got to set some time aside and come up with a game plan and all these call outs and right. everything like that um, in order to get the best results. Mm-hmm. 
that's like firsthand with me. I mean, you and I were getting there every day, you know, five or six days a week for eight weeks uh, at like 8 a.m. And it was like an hour and a half yeah. of just, you know, <laughs> doing the warm up, doing the conditioning. Yeah. Getting, yeah. Doing your bike sprints, making sure. Yeah. Air. Um, you dodging my sweat. Get your <laughs> head movement going. <laughs> You, yeah, you are definitely one of the sweatiest people I've worked with. There's, there's guys who probably have you beat, uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, man. thankfully you were wearing boxing shoes yeah. a lot. This would have been yeah. slipping and sliding the yeah. whole Yeah, I would imagine it'd be even worse now that I have no hair on my head. <laughs> Save that all off. I just yeah. further, wouldn't absorb <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all. Oh, yeah. Well, so Coach Alec, I got I gotta ask if uh, with Halloween being the big one, what's the costume this year? Can we uh, can we indulge the, the listeners? Uh, I've thought about a couple things, but if I ever do dress up, I always keep it real simple. Uh, in the past, I've done stuff with like, you know, either uh, girlfriends at the time or some friends, but yeah. you know, uh, I've. As a kid, I dressed up as Ghostface once uh, from Scream, and I'll just okay. I'll do that again. It's a good, cheap costume. Everybody, right. yeah. it's it's simple and straightforward. There's some people who do real extravagant costumes that they spend months making. I don't. Yeah. I just like the movies and like the the theming and culture of like. But no, yeah, art on making costumes. I don't do that. I don't got time for that. Gotcha. I understand. I, and I, I've seen, like, when we've gone to Halloween Horrors, I, I've not gone to Halloween Horrors with you. I, I went with the, some of the Jungle group, but I don't remember the year that I went, if you had gone or not. Was uh, you and uh, Zaya there? I, she might have been. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember her being there. I remember Zaya went one year. Um, yeah, I don't think that it, was the year. I it was great watching her uh, get spooked by everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought maybe you and her had gone that time. Uh, uh, I don't think I did. But I know I went the one year. For some reason, I remember Luke being there. Yep. Um, Coach Mike, obviously. Um, I want to say Josh. Josh. Which Josh? Josh, who does the crazy fitness stuff. Now. Oh, Josh! <laughs> jo- That's <laughs> those Josh? Yeah, Josh Green, Frank. Josh Green. <laughs> yeah. My go-to back in the day when uh, we were, you know, doing the... I was a bartender, and then I owned a, a piece of a bar for a while and stuff and halloween was a big night for us and huge i don't know for some reason i used to always fall back on going in drag (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what that says about me i I think i I can tell you but i don't think (laughs) luckily my wife is uh not a listener to the (laughs) podcast you know so we'll just leave that out of you know leave that out a lot of guys, uh, particularly around your age, like Coach Mike, also did that plenty. Uh, <laughs> did he really? All right. I don't know. Right. I don't know if he'd appreciate you me telling you that, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, all right, that's all right. Frank 
has gone in drag as well. Um, little Bo Peep one year. Oh, um, I, I think Bo this year Bo you're doing Barbie, right? Barbie? No. <laughs> Well, no. The movie and everything. You promised Rocco. You promised Rocco. Dad is gonna go and drag, just so he's good and confused as he gets older. <laughs> no. Oh, well, yeah. All right. I should stop before we already don't have a lot of listeners. <laughs> I get us in trouble every every episode. It's all right. It's all right. So, Coach, then what is next for you, other than Halloween? Um, but what is next for you? Will you just kind of enjoy the holidays, coach a ton? Like you got you? Do you have fighters that are uh, fights upcoming? Yes, sir. Uh, so coaching definitely is on the table again now. Um, I got like five or six people with fights in October. So we've started that fight camp. All MMA or we got a... a we got a good mix. A very variety. Uh, boxers. Uh, there's going to be uh, some MMA fighters. One of our kickboxers, Eddie, who I'm sure you're familiar with. Yep. Him. Uh, yep. Yep. He's fighting for a belt. Okay. Uh, and uh so we're kickboxing belt yes and then nice. actually this saturday uh the young man seven perkins is fighting oh. for a muay thai title down in south florida oh very cool yeah he decided to take a short one on uh, a step up on short notice for this guy it's a tough opponent it's a good opportunity right if anybody could handle something like that it's him it's him yeah yeah this kid, guys, uh, how old is seven? He's going to be 19 in like two weeks. 18, wow. and he's just one of those guys who it comes so naturally to him. Like, I don't think he re he just doesn't realize how good he is, you know? He's insanely good. Like, yeah. Because I used to be able to beat him up. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not old by any means, but yeah. – fast and he's he hits pretty hard now yeah like four years ago when he was much smaller and younger uh yeah. uh, it was a lot easier to just beat his ass and now i can't yeah. anymore <laughs> yeah well now yeah and i mean he's just getting those man muscles you know he's just gonna yeah. grow into who who he's gonna be um you know it's crazy to think um the window of that your athletic prime I, th I think no sport has exposed it the way mma has um exposed the fact that like your um athletic skills they are diminishing once you pass and and so the experience it's like a race against it you know like I remember when they when uh, they were doing the conversation about TRT Vitor, yeah. and it was like, you know, like the the way that the universe balances it is when you don't have a lot of fights, you're you know you're on the come up and you're in your athletic prime, you're bigger, faster, stronger than you're ever going to be again, and then you do kind of get a, a number of these fights under your belt. You start to rely on the tricks of the trade and the experience because your bigger, faster, stronger attributes are on the decline. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess it's about meeting that elevator somewhere in the middle. Um, and then even that, I think the UFC has shown everybody that like that window is, is what for some people, four or five years. It can be crazy. Somebody who rose so quickly and then declined also very quickly is a coach. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. It's bad, bro. He, he was dominating everybody, and he beat yeah. up Cruz, which nobody had done. Uh, like, right. like Uriah, excuse me, Uriah Faber and him back in the day uh, did uh, had incredible fights, and Uriah sure. out um, once when they fought. I think two more times, and Dominic Cruz beat him both times. Um, but then, yeah, he was just on a tear when he wasn't injured, and uh, yeah, he Cody made him look fucking weak. Yeah. And then uh then Cody was on top for a minute and then got beat by DJ Tillish, uh TJ Dillashaw and then it just I don't know he just kept going down and started getting knocked out and his chin mm-hmm. last at that point. And so do you think that that might be because he had so many fights previous? Because wasn't he doing a ton of boxing uh growing up and I'm not sure anybody keeps track of those rounds. And, like, I yeah. think he's an age bracket where some of those gym wars, you know, he probably had a few. Yeah. Uh, that could definitely attribute to that for sure. Yeah. I about it all the time at the gym. Like, some of these guys are so obsessed with sparring all the time. Yeah. This fight camp, I think I sparred hard, like, three times. Okay. Well, that was my next question was, how do you approach it? Like, how do you see it? Especially considering that you coach and you fight. What's your two cents on that? Uh, I'm not a fan of hard sparring a lot. Do I think it's necessary sometimes for sure? Uh, But people do it all the time. There's guys that will never miss that Tuesday night pro class where people just spar each other Mm -hmm. pretty decently hard. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're wearing the shin guards, the right gloves. And, you know, everyone's got a mouthpiece. Headgear does not help. So people do, should not wear that when they're sparring anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. That only prevents, like, cuts. And as we learned from your fight camp, yeah, cuts right. happen. Really. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, uh, so obsessed with getting a lot of sparring rounds in. But they don't want to do, like, the simple things, just, like, drilling uh, or, like, yeah. Um, so I make a lot of them do that. Um, and they don't argue against it. If I'm like, you're doing pads tonight, they're like, okay. But they yeah. don't always ask for it. Some of them do all the time. But anyway, I'm rambling on. But yeah, sparring hard is not something that you need to do a ton, especially when you're really yeah. young. Uh, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'll hop in there for people who have fights coming up, uh, depending on who it is. But even then, I try and keep it below, like, 70% power for both of us. Um, certain people don't know how to hold their power back, so then I have to pick it up too. Um, right. But, you know, it's just one of those things, man. I just want to be able to remember what my own name is when I'm like 50 or 60. Yeah. Uh, you know, not shitting or pissing your pants is probably a, you know, a plus as an adult. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Did you say, what you say, Frank? It's overrated? Speak yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Frank, Frank, Frank enjoys it. I look forward to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's warm. It's warm for 
about 30 seconds and then it's gross then it's gross <laughs> what happens after that it's just and, and cold yeah it's, and it's cold yeah I, mean, I think i don't know i don't do it regularly i'm not saying it's never happened <laughs> not saying it's never happened but i didn't do it tonight i know that i didn't do well, it well there's still yeah. time well, yeah so coach sparring do, are you a fan of like the Thai style pitter pat sort yeah. of like don't like take like play? Yes, a hundred people should do that more, but they don't know how to differentiate that from yeah. hard swing. They just see guys hitting each other, and yeah. people have this like fucking caveman brain, and it's like, oh, you hit me, I hit you, we go hard, right? And then they just go, but yeah, that plan. People don't know how to really do that. And, like, I try right. to emphasize that, especially to a lot of the fighters. Um, yeah, some people just have a issue controlling power or it becomes, like, an ego thing. Mm. And I don't, I don't think there's a ton of that at our gym. There's maybe a couple people that you could say that about. Uh, but I know at other places, for sure, uh, they have a big problem with that. I don't really? think places in orlando but there's some gyms in florida or across the country that come to mind but just like you just gotta bang it out every time you spawn mm. that's how you get real tough and you well know. they used to say that about um what was the uh bedendorf right um was it bedendorf <sighs> iowa or what was the camp where like um jen's pulver um Militich. Oh, a uh, Pat Militich. Mm. That was always well uh, documented. That like the the wars that would go on there. Robbie Lawler came from Militich, I think. Like early, young Robbie Lawler. Yeah. Um, and then you know you hear like Rogan talk about it and stuff a lot about just that. Um, I don't think you know. I think Rogan's kind of similar sentiment to what you just said like it's you know don't don't fucking waste it in the gym i hate to put it that way right you know but it is kind of wasting it because it, like in pro wrestling we would call it a bump card everybody has this like imaginary bump card and once you've taken your last bump like you're out of bumps and i yeah. think it's kind of the same thing with guys that you see them at some point get chinny or you know, they just the, the button's been touched too many times, and now it doesn't take anywhere near as much. You're 100 percent correct. Mike always says that you were given X amount of punches you could take. Yeah. Your it for some people it could be greater than ten thousand. It could be less than that. Right. Like if you're only given the ability to take ten thousand punches, and you use you know, uh, 300 of those every Tuesday night for yeah, fucking four weeks, right. weeks, you know, if you're getting hit that much now, it's, this is just numbers we're making up, but like, mm. you only got so many, you just said it perfectly. And, uh, mm -hmm. I think that runs out for some people faster than others. And I think so you know, too. Some people can hold on to that for a long time, but yeah. got their day. And, uh, <laughs> It's gonna happen to all of us one day where we just run out of that bump right. card. Said, right. Uh, I don't know. That's probably around the time that most people should just stop fighting, but they don't. Yeah. 
Well, and I think if that's your strategy for going forward, it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to fight, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not necessarily going to ignore the damage, but like, I just, I'm going to fucking put my head down and go like, it just, you know, it's, you got to accept also like mm, my, my career will, will probably not be that long. Um, and then you're going to have to have that, uh, difficult conversation at some point if you've got people around you that that care about you and love you i mean um i go back to brendan schaub when they you know popped it on him on on rogan and you know but they were trying to do the right thing by the guy you know and you you gotta appreciate that yeah yeah it's uh it's definitely not an easy conversation to have with people now i've never really had it with people uh mm-hmm. i've had the other difficult conversation where uh, uh i've had to tell people you know i don't think you are ready to fight i don't think you're doing well enough in this fight camp where you should right fight. like I, i'm afraid you're gonna go out there and you're gonna get your ass beat and i would be a bad coach for letting you do that uh and it's it's certainly not easy but that is the right thing to do mm-hmm yeah, I would never send anybody out there. Who do you put in the work. You ready. Feel like you get a lot of resistance from the people that you've had to have that conversation with. No, uh, mainly because I do it with uh, other coaches as well. Like either Coach okay. Mike or Coach Drew. I've had those conversations with a fighter alongside one of those guys to help right. make it easier on everybody. Really. Um, if, if it was just me and that one person, they might think that, you know, I'm coming at them the wrong way or whatever. And I hope right. that because I really only do have people's best interests in mind. And I, uh, I don't think my record of uh, <laughs> morality shows otherwise, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I care about these guys and girls when they fight. Um, right. You know, we've told people that, you know, they're getting better. We need a little bit more time before we jump into a fight camp. Yeah. That, that's an easy, you know, people are just like, okay, you know, you let me know when you think I'm ready. That's good. Right. Um, if anybody ever was like, no, I'm ready now, this and that, they don't last long at the gym anyway. Yeah. They're like, I want to fight. And I'm like, you're not ready. They're like, why not? I'm like, because I said you're not. You don't do the things you need to do. You're not willing to put in the work. Right. You're, if I have to put it bluntly to somebody and say you're fucking soft or you're not, you suck, whatever it is, right? Has done that in the past. We haven't had to do much of the last couple of years, but yeah. Now there's definitely been conversations had where you are. It's like no, you. We're not letting you do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Self awareness is not always um, a strong suit for everyone. Yeah. What's that process look like? Like, what's the timetable when you have to lower that boom on somebody? Say that one more time. So, what's the the time process when you have to lower the boom and have that conversation with somebody? What are the telltale signs that you might pick up on in a fight camp where you have to say, you know what, let's uh, hold off on a fight? Gotcha. So, uh, with a more recent example, there is a guy who was getting ready for a fight and he was probably about four or five weeks into his fight camp. And that's generally about eight weeks. I want to say it was more around the four week mark. Um, 
and uh, or maybe five, if I remember correctly. Anyway, he was uh, putting in the work, you know, doing the conditioning, doing the pad work. But when it just came down to sparring and implementing technique and just showing like the grit that you need to have and like just being a dog in there when you're sparring, it just it didn't come out mm. uh, ever. And uh, we got very worried at one point that, yeah, it was just going to be like he got into the fight, would freeze up and then just get like head kicked and that would be it. Was this a first time first fight for this guy? No, it is not actually. Oh. Um, he had fights previous, but it had been a few years since he had fought. Okay. Um, but yeah, we had that conversation and just as I told you guys earlier, I told him I was like, I'd be a bad coach if I sent you out there thinking you were going to yeah. be ready for it. And he was very understanding. Um, you know, he just he's focusing a lot on work right now, and also while um, I would love for this person to to fight, I really would. He's an extremely hard worker. Mm. This, those little X factors that you can't really teach. I, yeah. I you can't really teach somebody to be tougher i guess you yeah. can get tough love and make them a little more hard shelled but uh right i don't know you gotta like if you get hit you can't yeah. like be scared of that right. you gotta like almost have this sick like like you get hit and like you like you're like hit me again <laughs> like i yeah. dare yeah it's a rocky uh mentality i think I th I think you hit it spot on, uh, Coach. I I think um, anybody who who gets into martial arts, like I think you in the back of your mind, you want to know, like, okay, well, I want to try this shit on somebody. Like, I want to try it out. And um, I think as long as both people are in agreement that, like, okay, we're gonna do this. Um, but I think that it's just that. Um, it's, you know, as old as the beginning of time, like answering that question when the shit hits the fan, am I going to look for a way out or am I going to wade in guns blazing? And um, I think, you know, pretty early that first time you spar or something, you know, and, and you get hit and like, yeah, you either want to lean back in, um, possibly get hit again, but now you you're in the danger zone where you can get it back or you're looking for that exit. I think people like the idea of saying fight coming up and they like the things that come along with that. Like, Oh yeah, you're going to kill it. You're going to be good. They mm -hmm. get luck and like they get a fight poster and this and that. But yeah, I don't know when they come down, when it comes down to it, when it's fight night, I, I think, some people do have that, uh, like, odd, like an exit type of thing. Mm -hmm. And nobody in our team, I don't think, does that. Have we seen that people in the area or in fights in general? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you have, when you go to amateur fights, anybody can just fight. Anybody yeah. can sign up and do it. They don't have to be a part of a team. They don't even have to, they don't have to show up with a fucking coach. They can just show up. Right. Uh, it's they can right. show up with their plumber. Yeah. Yeah. They could, He's been, you know, well, his assistant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've seen people show up to fights and they're just like, hey, I don't have like a coach or anything. Like, could somebody corner me? And uh, yeah. we have rarely ever come across that. It's happened probably like two or three times. Yeah. 
head out of a lot of fights I've been to now. Um, but yeah, a lot of the time, if they ask us, we might just say no, just because we have so many people fighting already. Like I'm not using my time and energy for you. I don't know you. I have yeah. seven, eight, sometimes 10 people on a fight card. Right. No time for you. I'm sorry. You should have been more prepared. I yeah. have who need us, who need me and right now, and you're not my priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, you know, it's kind of like um, you see it on the on the roads all the time. You know, people honking and like flipping people off and like, yeah, pull over. I'll fuck you up. And it's like, um, I don't know. Today's uh, it's a dangerous place to go doing that. There's MMA's pretty popular, and uh, <clears throat> people are awfully brave in the confines yeah. of their vehicle. Like somehow that becomes it's kind of like being on Twitter. Yeah, you can say whatever you want in your car. <laughs> yeah, as I've uh, grown up a little bit more over the years, I try to avoid all confrontations like that yeah if it came down to it and somebody was attacking a friend or my girlfriend or something oh yeah i'm gonna fuck them up but like i'm not getting into this like frat boy shove you push back and forth and then there's a brawl and a street fight and plus in the street people carry knives and guns and there's a lot of guns i'm not going to get shot over a street fight (laughs) i'm not not dying because i bumped into you at the bar (laughs) (laughs) right 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 there's people who just like are like this and uh it's sick bro it's disgusting so i i tell people all the time i'm like they're like have you been people have asked me like you've been in street fights i was like not since i was in like high school dude fuck that is not it that's not the end yeah frank had this way uh, he became known around town frank had this way of diffusing those situations dennis tell me if you remember this but like frank would get into the pushing and the shoving and then when it really was like reaching the crescendo like frank would just start making out with the guy (laughs) (laughs) and you know everything would just cease and people were just like what's going on <laughs> and then I, frank would you know jump in a, a you know he, he would jump in somebody's car and they would drive <laughs> off like they just total, total stranger total stranger <laughs> yeah. drive are you, yeah. no are you yeah. familiar with the show uh, blue mountain state what is it the blue show blue mountain state? no <laughs> if you guys are you might know what i'm talking about but there's is it a- on t- regular tv or <laughs> It's an old show now. It was popular uh, like 12 years ago when I was in high Say the name again. Blue Mountain State. Oh, Blue yeah. The fo- oh, the football one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Frank was too busy saying Bukaki Lounge up there. I couldn't hear our guest. <laughs> if you- Frank's got a bar in Japan called the Bukaki Lounge. Sammy gets into like a confrontation at a bar in one episode, and it's this big dude. He's like, he's like, you just threw a bottle at me or whatever. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'm going to fuck you up. And Sammy just goes, yeah, I'll jerk you off. <laughs> and, uh, but he's like, I'll jerk you off right now. And, uh, the whole bar is just like, jerk him off, jerk him off. And the guy's like, 
looking around all confused, like, fuck this, and walks away. And, like, he's like, that's how you handle a street fight. You're like, whatever yeah. he says. But yeah, that made me think of that. Uh, that shit was funny. Yeah. Keep it unpredictable. Keep it unpredictable. That's what Frank used to always say. So it's Keep still us. Predictable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, coach, if, um, if the opportunity were to, would it have to be the right scenario for you to do something outside of MMA? Like, would you take a boxing match? Would you take a kickboxing match at this point? Um, um, yeah. I mean, okay. If the good opportunities come up, you know, uh, right. a free trip somewhere could come up. That sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. Sir. Uh, Always. Yeah, definitely the right circumstances. Is any of that on my radar right now? No, I'm focusing no. on MMA. Uh, MMA is way easier than Muay Thai fights or kickboxing fights. Really? I, oh, yeah. I haven't Why? had a fight, but yeah. Uh, there's just... Why? It, it, what, 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 tell me. Tell, tell us. Tell me why? What? Yeah. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Oh, I would say the training leading up to an MMA fight is harder, but I okay. would say that the actual fight itself is way easier than uh, kickboxing or Muay Thai. Just okay. So you, but you are a striker first, correct? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that okay. is, that is what I'm best at. Right. And do you think that it'll kind of always be that way? Or do you think that like one is catching up with the other? Um, I do think my brain is naturally wired to understand striking a lot more. When it comes to grappling, right. I have to do something a billion times uh, in order for it to stick and understand. Still have a coach in my ear, maybe reminding me of the specific. Um, right. With striking techniques over the years, uh, I've just been able to kind of look at it on a video a couple of times if I want to try it and maybe figure it out. And that's not everything, but uh, I don't I don't talk about this very often. But the first time I ever tried a cartwheel kick that Sanchai does, mm-hmm. I just watched how he did it because he's southpaw, so I had to flip it. And I was like, okay, he's putting his right hand down. His hips are getting way above his head both legs come off the floor he goes there and he comes back he's not going all the way around i was Mm -hmm. like try this and i just did it on a bag and i was like okay i can do this yeah yeah (laughs) that's fine and now the cartwheel kick isn't like actually super hard when it comes down to it it's just kind of right but those are just little examples of things that i've looked at i'm like oh i like that i like figuring out uh and uh, i can i can do that i was like oh all he did was if it's a different technique all, all he did was push off his left foot really hard uh the shift that we had you practicing going from southpaw to orthodox yep yep uh, that was just something i saw a different fighter doing and i was like that's cool i'm gonna practice that right I, I I saw, I remember when uh, it was after Dominic Cruz got a lot of attention for his footwork, blah, blah, blah. But, and and I know you are a fan of this too, uh, Dwayne Ludwig's system. Yeah. When I really started to almost become enamored with what TJ Dillashaw was doing with Dwayne's system. And it was moving combinations. And if, if you backed up, it was almost like 
he never stopped. He had, you know, add-ons that would continue. And then if you did stop, well, now he's close enough to wrestle you. So it was like, pick your poison. And it really was like, okay, train's coming. You got to decide whether you're going to stay on the tracks or you're going to get off. And and I, I just thought that that was always um, those moving combinations, man. I, there's, there's something just so uh visually uh satisfying to me oh yeah about them oh yeah there's definitely a very cool like aesthetic with watching tj move and his chemistry that he has with dwayne ledwig when they hit yeah. Pat. oh yeah fuck what do they call it like a, a pad porn or something <laughs> yeah up there. Uh, yeah that was uh <laughs> Yeah. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah, there's. Uh, I think that's a term, Coach. I think oh yeah, out there. Yeah, I think pad, it, pad. Fucking beautiful, man. When you watch these guys, and there's definitely that chemistry you can have with somebody uh, when they're hitting or they're holding for you that you can't have with everybody. I'm trying to build that with some of these other fighters. Uh, yeah, ads for me, um, but I have it down with so many of them. When I hold pads for them, right. <laughs> For instance, when he's got his fight coming up, who? that dude knows exactly what I want all the time. I didn't hear the name, Coach. The, who oh, was it? Seven. seven. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's got his fight coming up. If I uh, uh, hold pads for him, he knows exactly what I want, when I want it, right. how I want it. Uh, d- no questions behind it. And if it doesn't look right, he he kind of knows on his own head that it doesn't look right. Oh. Right. Um, same with another guy, Chris, he's a seven and oh, he's had a lot of his fights with us. Um, he moved out to Colorado and had some fights out there and then he moved back. Okay. Uh, but he's seven and oh, and him and I understand each other very well. Yeah. Uh, and he's not afraid to ask questions and come up with new ideas and new combinations, uh, you know, that make sense that aren't just too fancy. Um, right probably be my one complaint with like Dwayne Ludwig stuff is some of it is just it's too visually pleasing to the point where it's just not realistic oh um, really wow I mean that in my opinion I do think yeah. that a lot of it is awesome so much of it I'd say like 70% of it at least is very realistic and very uh applicable to the sport and then there's some of it that just is it's fancy flow combos where maybe the pad holder is doing more of the work for the fighter. Right. There's some application in there, but uh, it's just, a, it's just fun. There's nothing wrong with having fun yeah. ads. No, but... definitely not. I mean, that's interesting. That's interesting coming from um, a coach who is currently fighting and, um, you know, obviously has respect for, for Dwayne and, and oh, the system yeah. and all that. I mean, uh, I've been to and, his, and I know you, so. <laughs> I've been to his seminars twice now. I, yeah. you, of course. However, when there's like a 30 strike combo uh, pad holding, you yeah. know, technique, it's, that's just too much, you know. Yeah. Now you're uh, getting into pro wrestling territory. <laughs> yeah. You know, let's save that for the, save that for the professionals, Frank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you know any Thank professional you. wrestlers, Frank? No. No. <laughs> Me either. Me either. So, coach, if 
obviously you're a fan of other fighters and whatnot. Um, but like, so coaches that are out there in the MMA world, like I know earlier you had said like call outs and I know we had a few call outs in my fight, uh, in Dubai. Um, where was that? Is that, um, something you came up with or is that something you borrowed? Did you see that and kind of go, okay, well, yeah, we'll mimic that. Um, What's the what's the story on the call outs? Uh, so I've definitely um, uh, uh, got influence from certain things. However, mm-hmm. I've noticed I'm one of the only people in like the local area who uses uh, call outs like names. Um, and even some of the people who work for like combat night have come up to me and told me like they try and like decipher it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, OK, that's that's good. Um, that people are struggling to figure it out a bit, but they eventually do after they hear me 30 sure. it. Right. If I, if I say a call out and they throw, you know, this particular thing and every time it lands, I celebrate, people are going to figure yeah. it out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, mm. it was uh, uh, definitely something, uh, uh, Dwayne Ludwig's system, um, the body stuff, like one body. I remember... Mm. Hearing that when he would corner TJ, I think when he fought like Hennenborough back in the day, and that's mm-hmm. the jab to the head, jab to the body, and then a nice overhand to finish. Yeah, and props Hennenborough back then. It did. I remember yeah. that fight. Yeah. Oh, and uh, so that was fantastic. I was like, okay, you hear some fighters and coaches, they're just like jab, low kick. Okay. Uh, you can if they're loud enough, especially like everybody can hear that. Mm-hmm. Loud as shit. I everybody can hear me in that room. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody, you can hear me very well. I think in your boxing fight, yeah. Uh, and everybody in these uh, in these uh, uh, for combat night and stuff, they tell me that they can hear me very well. And some of them are like, I only focus on your voice. I'm like, that's good. That's what you. <laughs> I'm glad I'm loud enough where you can hear that. But yeah, once these uh, 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 guys really understand the combination and understand, you know, that I can see it where they might not be able to and they have that trust and just use it, it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I have to cater to everybody's style a bit. Uh, I can't train certain people the same way that I train others, especially if it's MMA versus kickboxing or Muay Thai. Right. Uh, even them, with the kickboxers, let's say, not all of them fight the same. Uh, certain things are necessary, like they have to punch and they have to kick. So certain combos follow that same formula. And then other callouts might be more like defensive or depending if they're really flexible, you know, what can they do if they have abilities to spin and do crazy shit there or not? Uh, some people are very straightforward. And then other yeah. people, like Izzy, uh, my dude who fought this uh, last Saturday, yep, yep. Me, he and Chris have probably the most call-outs along with like seven and maybe yeah. some other guys. But they uh, there's like literally like 12 different call-outs for some of these guys. And I have a hard time keeping track of all of them. Right. Um, I bet. I bet. Well, yeah. and then you got your own. Like are there call-outs? that get returned to you for your fights? Yes. Drew is uh, one of my uh, main people with pad holding. 
Um, and uh, uh, him and I share a lot of the same stuff. Sure. Um, you know, we, we can do anything with each other. Him and I have amazing chemistry when it comes to pad holding with me holding for him and him holding for me. Um, but yeah, we have all very similar call outs uh, mm-hmm. uh, in general, some more specific for other people. It depends on the opponent too. If sure. I'm fighting a dude way shorter than me, I'm not going to be throwing overhands at him. So we're not going right. to use as overhands. It'll be more uppercuts. If I have a guy yeah. way taller than me, then overhands, sure. But thankfully, I'm always usually taller than my opponents. I hate mm-hmm. them. <laughs> the uppercuts. So, and and that for the novice, um, like we'll break that down a little bit. So. For you, an easy weight cut would be what? Like, cause you, so you did this fight at 135. Yeah. You feel comfortable fighting at, let's list the, the weight classes that you would feel comfortable fighting at. Uh, 135. And then uh, I fought 45 a long time ago, but I wasn't really cutting a lot to get to that. Uh, right now, currently 135 is really the only one that okay. I would really consider doing i fought at 140 twice now um i won the first one at 140 i lost the second one at 140 and i didn't feel like i had a disadvantage with size or strength doing that i still felt pretty good um but both times now that i fought at 135 have been first round finishes right uh, I, so i it, <laughs> the math is there if i fight at 35 i do better I fight at 140, I've finished a guy, then I've lost a decision. Right. So, so do you just trust the math now as kind of your guide just because, I mean, there's so many variables that you could, and I'm a classic overthinker. So like I could think myself into paralysis, like <laughs> if I yeah. do this, but then what if it's for that? And maybe it's because I don't do this. Like, you know, I, I can quickly turn myself into a basket case. I've seen this side of you where you uh, love to put a lot of brain power to something. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. It's really great. Yeah. Frank, I'm going to need you to shut the fuck up. Dee <laughs> uh, <laughs> Scott, how you doing up wow. there in the... Uh... <laughs> In the below me lounge. Um, it's the below me lounge is right yeah, next door to the Bukaki lounge. Yes, it's right next door. It's at, to the left. Yeah. Take a left. They, they got a great box lounge. lounge. And there's the uh, below me lounge. Oh, boy. <laughs> These are places you want to avoid, coach. You, you uh, don't yeah. want to yep. go to either. Help me don't out. want to go to either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, <laughs> What is next? What is next? You have uh, the fights that you are coaching. And then when do you see yourself getting back? Like, so this is an interim title. Do you then have to defend it? Or will there be a... um, Unification? Fight of some kind to determine... So the guy that that did not fight you, what happens with him? Like, uh, fight right. So him and I were supposed to fight. He was the actual champion uh, of right. the, the promotion. Um, he hurt his shoulder, uh, 
the matchmaker knows that when I fight, I bring a lot to the table. Um, right. Me being a coach in the area, uh, I guess putting me on a pedestal, me being who I am with the fight community in Orlando, I'm, I'm a very young coach and I still fight. People know yeah. me and, uh, um, you know, I, I bring, I sell a lot of tickets. I bring a lot right. of people fights half that damn room that was uh the that the fights were in were, were people that were there for me right um and for izzy i guess too you know all jungle people but uh <clears throat> he knew he had to get me a fight and he still wanted to make it for a belt right. um, okay all right and uh that was that was fine i didn't mind you know it's cool however uh whether i fought the actual champion or this other guy that I did end up fighting. Uh, that was going to be my last Amy fight. Uh, it is time to venture on to the pros. And so that was an amateur title. Yeah, it was. Yeah. All that's right. think about me a lot. They think I'm a pro fighter. I'm not, I took a long time to get into amateur MMA. Right. I didn't fight for three years at one point uh, between doing kickboxing and then uh, jumping into MMA. There was like a three year break. It wasn't supposed to be, but uh, it happened that way due to many things, uh, including depression and then the, the pandemic. Uh, yeah. So there was a lot of things that played a part into why I didn't fight for so long, but I, yeah. I knew I had to cut that shit out and get back in there because uh, yeah. it, it it's great. Um, but yeah, so now the goal is to go pro, hopefully – in March, if a good opportunity comes sooner than that, mm-hmm. but I'm really just trying to elbow some motherfuckers and knee them in the face and <laughs> and really put put those pro rules to my advantage because yeah. me too. That That's fight what I that did. lost as an amateur, that dude pushed <laughs> the cage a lot, and uh, he wouldn't have held me there if I had elbows. I would have been smashed right. in the face, but. You just don't have the right angle for power if you're just punching him. But if I was mm. elbows in there, I'd... yeah, <laughs> really bad for him. So I think pro rules are only going to play to my advantage, especially fighting right. five. I can knee people in the face if they run forward at me. I can yeah elbows. If I'm on top of them, I can elbow them. If they're pushing me against the cage, I can elbow them. There's just so many places where I can just yeah. Make this so much better and easier for myself and everybody else yeah there's still something a little bit cringy about the elbows um i and you know like um i throw them in pads and everything all the time and you know but and as an avid mma fan there is a point when somebody is mounted and and the elbows start coming where like you 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 cringe a little bit for the person on the receiving end because like you know that that um, you know that <laughs> slash it, that's going to open them up big. It fucking time. hurts. It well, but I think it's even. I don't know, Coach. You would speak to this more educated than I would, but it's not even so much like the pain. I think it's it's the idea that like you. It's a it's a razor being swung at your face. It can you know, be like it's uh, going to cut you if you take one too many, and that can come anywhere from number one through eighteen. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it only takes once. 
yeah, and it's a horror movie. So you know Felicia Spencer. Uh, yes, she fought Chris Cyborg, mm-hmm. and uh, she, Chris Cyborg had never been cut open in her entire MMA career until she fought Felicia, mm-hmm. and she threw a fucking lead Superman elbow, her left one. And there's a little scar right above her eyebrow on, uh, I guess that would be her right side eye uh, from Felicia cutting her open from one of those. And that was just the first elbow of the fight, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it can just be devastating. Um, and sometimes, you know, people are hammering elbows. They might be hitting more with like the forearm rather than like the point. Yeah. Do damage and it hurt like a bitch, but... Sometimes they don't always cut, but yeah, when you just get that thing that just glides across yeah. a bit more, uh, that's when it's gonna slice you open. Yeah. When they sound like like they're hitting, yeah, it, it'll do damage, but it's not gonna cut you. When it's like a, yeah, you barely look at those look at those fucking dinosaur bones you got on your arms there. Those fucking <laughs> look at those things. I got uh, the tall, skinny boy look right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not fat again just yet, but <laughs> you're working on it already. Oh, uh. I uh, the thing I wanted more than anything was like McDonald's after this fight. And, oh Jesus! Yeah, oh, <laughs> I ate it, and uh, yeah, I, I to Halloween Horror Nights on Sunday. Um, I had brownies, churros. I had pizza. I had poutine. Uh, sure. Oh my! Had Olive Garden leftovers. Man, I, my man is just pants. Dude, yeah, with 160 pounds Sunday night when I got home, and it's Friday when I weighed in, I was 135. Ooh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like um, wow, Patty the Batty. Then you get up to like 205, and then he oh, it like um, 145. Buddy guy right the uh yeah. he's uh he's special with his um, yeah he get, he takes it to a whole nother extreme yes exactly exactly but i guess that's what being you know that's what your youth is for it's it's for making mistakes because then you either learn from them or you repeat them and if you repeat them usually you die <laughs> so yeah. you know at least that's what i've seen bad things happen yeah yes all right so coach where can the listeners find you on social media obviously they can go to the jungle in orlando florida on colonial correct there yep um and they can receive some expert coaching um I, I you know not that i'm anyone but like i uh co-sign it a hundred percent um when it came time to have the the boxing fight that i had um i remember early on like mentioning to you uh hey you know you, do you guys know any boxing trainers or whatever and then we started the conversation and then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, okay, well, I'm not so good that like I need to have like next level coaching and fucking coach Alec, you know, other than being younger than me has probably forgotten more technique than I'm ever going to fucking know. So what am I doing? Like my, my trainer's right here in front of me. 
And I don't want some guy, some asshole I barely know coming to Dubai with my wife and I either. So, But I do appreciate the level of trust that you have with me there. Yeah. It did mean a lot, man. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I think we've did it a lot of good work. Uh, yeah. yeah, man, you got out there, you did the thing you won. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, felt like you, you ended the amateur run with the time. I mean, really, I mean, it's poetic. It, there's no better way to like, I win the title and now I'm out yeah. I'm on, the, on the greener pastures. Uh, I'm excited, man. That's yeah. cool. Knowing that the next step is going to be to be a professional MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, after many, several at this point, you know, right. finally do it. So how many pros will the jungle have at this point? Like uh, <laughs> Lucas is pro, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's probably, uh, I would say seven or eight um, okay. solid pros who have competed within the last few years, at least. Um nice. You know, some people have taken a little break and they may or may not come back to it. That's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, but we have a lot coming up. Um, you know, with me, Jeremy is going to be hopping into it. Um, <laughs> somebody else, uh, some of these kickboxers sooner than later will be hopping into it. I'm excited for that because we hopping have- into it to go pro kickboxing. Yeah, you know, within the next year or so, there's a few of them that could do it. Um, whenever they feel ready, whenever we get opportunities, that time will come. Because um, we don't really have a lot of pro uh, just strikers. We have a lot of MMA fighters. But uh, I'm excited to build that army of these young guys and girls who want to go pro with it. And right that shit going so what would that be would that be like glory would that be i I don't know do they even still do um what was the muay thai uh Uh, lion fights lion fights do they still do that i i think um i'd have to look into it a little bit deeper but i do know combat night has had pro kickboxing Mm -hmm. um i do know that uh that we could go out of state somewhere and i'm right Combat Night has done pro kickboxing, huh? They just did it in the cage? Yeah. Yeah. A guy, Brandon Waters, uh, fighting out of Kaizen in Tampa, uh, had a pro kickboxing fight. I think it was kickboxing or Muay Thai, but I I do believe they do more just kickboxing. uh, And how does does one um, land the kickboxing fight on Combat Night? Uh, you just have to talk to the uh, matchmaker and promoter. Uh, and negotiate a payday? I guess so. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> At first, I didn't see where you are going with that. But now I do see where you're going with that a little yeah. bit. <laughs> I don't know. Just something to think about, Frank. Just something Duly to think noted. about. Yep. yep. You want to fight Frank? <laughs> well, that's what I'm getting at. That's what I'll getting do the deal, Frank. But we got it. We got. We're fighting at one thirty-five. Oh, fuck! Fuck! Good luck with fuck that. Fra- Good luck with that. <laughs> fuck! Frank is fucked. <laughs> you have to cut off that giant ass head of yours, Bobby, and then you know. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I took the hair off. <laughs> I'm getting started. I got started. Um, Coach, the socials. Where are you on uh, on the old uh, Instagram? Yep. 
Are you on TikTok? Uh, no, TikTok. No, I have I have a personal one, but I leave that straight for just my own entertainment. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. On Instagram, it's uh, at a brooks six seven eight two. Uh, you'll find me on the jungles page as well. They just posted me with the belt. Um, but yeah, the jungle MMA on Instagram. Nice. You find me on there. If anybody wanted to come give me a follow and watch the journey unfold. Cool. I'm yeah. all about Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, coach, I, I think we, uh, we definitely get you back on here for any number of reasons. Um, excited, um, for that pro debut wherever that's gonna be um sad that i didn't end up making it to this one um my wife and i were coming out it was actually it was her idea and then uh we had a, a, a babysitter thing fall through and uh so that ruined it but um yeah man just excited to see what comes next and uh need to get back need to get back out there and get some Get some training in. Yes, miss it. I'll miss you, man. You're always a good energy to have in the gym. Yeah. Well. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm a. I'm. A, I'm good. At it. I'm. A, you know. Come on, Frank. You don't. You need to tell me more often, Frank. Like, dude, this is a good friend. He builds me up. It makes me feel good about myself. You tell me I'm how honest. stupid I am all the time. Frank. I didn't realize Frank's job here was to stroke your ego, but I guess we can well, get that. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, Dennis, we there's, we don't tell you everything. You're on a need to know basis. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, guys, right. I appreciate you having me on. I really do. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank I do you. Wrap up. Thank you. Go put food. down like a pizza and a bowl of ice cream. And you read my mind. We literally got pizza. Yeah. Got ice cream. Oh, you go get it and tell tell your lady we said hello and uh, go eat some ice cream. Absolutely. Yeah, sounds awesome. Enjoy. Thank you, champ. Thank you. Thank you, champ. All right. Appreciate you guys. I'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Have a good one. You too. And he's gone. And he's gone. Now it's the three of us. It is. I hate I this think part. We've I got some. Uh, Frank takes the lead and just doesn't yeah. shut up. Well, I think we'd we, be remiss if Dennis and I didn't talk about the other elephant in the room, and that's Phil McCracken Dumbo. got fired. From Phil Dumbo. McCracken was fired Dumbo. from AEW. <laughs> Phil McCracken. Yeah. <laughs> That's Originally, a Mike Wilson. That's a Mike Wilson special right there. Mike Phil Wilson. McCracken. Phil yeah, McCracken. Phil. Phil who? Phil McCracken. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Mike loves that one. Frank. Frank has a hot take on it. I honestly, okay, I'm just Frank. fucking over talking, like seeing stuff about him and talking about him because, quite honestly, outside of all the fucking lunatics, I think he's God's gift to the fucking sport that you love. I think he's a fucking waste of time. So go ahead, Frank. Here's a hot wow, 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 that came hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was like, oh, that was, Dennis, Dennis had a hot take. Wow, yeah. I guess so. Now you, Frank. Your turn. Yeah. I, go ahead. Now you go. So, so Survivor Series this year is in Chicago. Okay. Punk shows up in Chicago. 
He's got a six-month run in the WWE. He's a model citizen. He'll feud with Kevin Owens, maybe a match with Cody and Mania, and that'll be it. You won't hear a peep out of him. Why is that? Because the WWE machine, WWE machine, can control him. And would it be the ultimate FU to AEW where he just is perfect? Model citizen. Good dude. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll say this, which I don't really want to have a comment on this, but I don't know that he has an axe to grind with AEW. I don't know that, you know, he could. Um, You know, Tony has given him every opportunity for him to not be an asshole. I mean, more opportunities than most people probably deserve. And, um, you know, he, he forced his hand all the way to the point where it, it's actually happened. And, you know, the, the mistake that I think is most apparent to me is that, you know, uh, Tony kind of spread the spread out the um, onus of the decision, you know, where I think, you know, AEW is your company and the, the TV time that guys get, that's your TV time, meaning, meaning Tony Khan. So like, that's part of the issue I had with the, the pro life shirt or whatever it was. Um, you know, it's somebody else's TV time. So it's irresponsible. Um, and I, I think with this one, with Tony, Tony was like making the right move because he was pushed to that limit, but then apologizing for making that move over and over, in my opinion, um, it kind of undercuts the decision itself. Because what the message is that you need to be, and listen, I don't own a wrestling company and I'm not fucking rich, you know, um, I, my father doesn't own football teams and stuff. So who am I to have an opinion on it? But I do feel like the message that his, um, reveal of, of what was going to happen with Phil the message that it sends to the rest of the locker room is like, I don't know. Like you could, I, I don't know how much of a deterrent <clears throat> that was. That's you an know? outstanding point. Because, you know, I, I, it's, it's with a heavy heart that I come on and, and make this decision, you know, and like I'm paraphrasing and probably adding words or whatever, but you know, a heavy heart, my ass, like the, the guy violated just common rules of society, not only the ones that you, and you gave him every friggin' chance. I mean, you sat at a press conference while he ate brownies, um, which is just super unprofessional to begin with. I'm like, okay, so like, you're going to like fly in the face of authority. Well, how about not, Eating with your mouth full, asshole. I mean, that's just polite. 
How about being polite? I have a um, saying. What's I'm that? I'm going to cut you up. I've got a saying. It's a saying I live by. We don't fire people. People fire themselves. And he fired himself. Thank you. Bang biscuit. Go ahead. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. You know, I mean, Dennis, how do you follow that? You don't. I don't. I don't know. It's a don't. true statement. It, well, yes. And and I'm the thing is, <laughs> to, to kind of piggyback off of what Bobby was saying, too, to come on and apologize for having to fire someone that did something wrong. Like, you don't have to fucking do that. It's you just go. Yeah, we fired him. Own it. Own it. That's why we Own fired it. him. He's gone. Sorry. Own it. You know, you know why. Everybody fucking knows why. Right. At least we have do it. a portion, a portion of the story. Right. But you made a decision based for your company, the one that you own. I don't ever remember hearing Vince ever go, uh, I'd like to apologize, but I had to fire, you know, wrestler X because sorry about right. that. Like, no, right. I, I had to fire him. That's why. Well, I think that I that's the message you want to send to the rest of the locker room is that like, hey, listen, this won't be tolerated. Right. Um, and that's not the message that was sent to the rest of the locker room. Therefore, you know, the you need to have a leader, right? There needs to be a leader and Tony is the leader. Um, and I just it should be. You got to have faith in your in your leader, you know, and um, I don't know. That's it. It's <laughs> like he did the right thing, but I, I feel like he kind of cut his own legs out. And I don't know if that was um, because he didn't know, or if it was, I would think there should be people in advisory positions that would say, Hey, maybe. Um, but I don't know. Again, above yeah, my pay and- grade. And he went out, and it could have been perhaps too because he was going out in front of a Chicago crowd and had to tell them, hey, look, at Phil's not going to be here tonight. Here's the reason why. And maybe it was just because it was Chicago. So he was trying to step and fetch to keep all of these people as happy as he could while yeah. telling them that their boy, although it's strange that he, I, I would like to, I mean, obviously we don't know the full story, like I said, but Jack Perry's just suspended indefinitely. Yeah. And Phil is gone. Sort of. His merch is still available on their website, by the way, though. But um yeah. so there's so there's that. Yeah. I don't I, know, man. I revert I, I, I revert back to last week. Is it a work? <laughs> That'd be it'd be great. Like, I mean, truly, I would love nothing more than for all of it to be a work. I really would. And, yep. and it would be just an epic, like, I mean, I would say it, I would state it emphatically, like, holy shit, you guys yeah. are amazing. Like, you just took it to a whole new level. Um, and if it and if it is, I eat all the words I said earlier about him not being worth our fucking time and effort, because <laughs> they're like, gotcha, bitch. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there is a breathing soul in that company who has the gumption to come up with that thought process of doing that angle or storyline, whatever you want to call it. Be pretty cool well, then for did, then for anybody cool that's fucking listening, did. I'm available for hire. Yeah, <laughs> because be I came up with it. Cool came up with it. My stupid head. It'd be ingenious. Don't get me wrong, but there's nobody in that company who's like, you know what? I can idea here. <laughs> You know what we should do? We should piss off 80% of our fan base by firing this guy. 
I just, I, I feel like, you know, when somebody takes their money and they're willing to give it to you, such a large sum of it, you know, to do this job, um, and it's not a difficult job. Um, and then when you just can't keep the, the cart on the tracks and there's no amount, like you can't be saved from yourself, so to speak. Um, I think it was Kevin Nash. I was just going to say that. Said something about may, maybe potential like mental health issues and whatnot. And I, and I don't know, nor do I really care. Cause like, I mean, I, my, my feelings towards the man are they're, documented. They're well documented, and yeah, it, it just is what it is. But I don't, I don't hate anyone. I don't, you know, I don't wish ill will upon him. Um, but I just think that, you know, to put your boss in that position as often as you did, and then for his fans to still like give him the pass and condone it and stuff. It's like, I don't, who's the bigger loser him or you guys for supporting it. I think I've made this comparison before punk fans are like Donald Trump supporters. doesn't matter what they do. They're still going to be at their, at their back. I don't know, man. At some point, like you gotta be just that you gotta be a man. Um, Somebody, I read something. I read something um, once too. I yeah, I read <laughs> one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. I read I read that. Nice. Twice, Frank. Twice. I read it and enjoyed it so much. You read, read it again it a second time, right? Well done. Well done. Um but they there was some sort of analogy made of like Jack Perry uh the undertaker oh yeah, yeah locker room leader he gave him advice and blah 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 and then he didn't take it and he said to the screen you know said into the monitor um you know how's that for your advice or whatever and whatever it was and it was painting Probably the picture of like the undertaker yeah. right would have you know would have would have smashed him. um but the, the glaring difference here is that The Undertaker didn't make himself the locker room leader. That's not a position you bestow upon yourself. Like, it happens gradually by the process of, you know, the boys, they select who that is. And I was in the position more than once in the AEW locker room where Phil McCracken took that posture and I let him know in no uncertain terms, like not with me. Um, I think that that's the major difference here. That's that's the problem. You're you don't get to select yourself the leader. Leaders don't pick themselves. It's the peers and the people around them that go like, yeah, I'll fucking I'll get in a foxhole with that guy. 
I don't think I think that's the missing piece. I think that's the problem with him, you know, taking the taking the position he has taken. Um and you know, it just yeah, it's and unfortunately it's been the talk of the wrestling world for uh who knows. And it like overshadowed Wembley, which was this it huge did. thing for yeah. Right. And like Tony, you know, like, I don't know, and they, man. and he, he tried really hard to kind of get the focus back on the attendance and all the shit that they did, which was great for what they did, but nobody wanted to talk about all that shit. They wanted to talk about what right. Phil, what Phil did backstage. And it's like, man, again, you, you put your company in this shit position. Yeah. Be, for your stupid ass actions of whatever they were backstage that as far as we know, none of us know the real story. So, right. Well, but, none of us are going to know. And no. it's like, okay, well, what, I mean, is the fiction that's out on screen, is that not enough for you that you no. need to like, you're, you're more turned on by the fiction off screen because you think it's not fiction. Like, I mean, where does the, line get drawn you know i'm still confused by all the people that are i mean if if everything that's being said about what he did backstage were true it's kind of going back to what frank said like how often time how often does someone have to show you that he's an asshole before you start to believe that he's a fucking asshole yeah like well then that's where it becomes hard for the rest of the locker room to put any faith in their leader to do the right thing, you know, like, yeah, it's your company, but if you don't respect the company enough to not let this guy basically, you know, rape your company from inside, um, I mean, what kind of faith can they have in you moving forward that when, you know, times get tough and, and the difficult decision needs to be made that, you know, that how can, I don't know. I mean, it'd be only natural to have a hard time putting faith in the fact that, like, yeah, he'll he'll steer the ship. He'll get us there. You know, and meanwhile, like, saying, you know, like, I, I was afraid for my life. I was afraid for the first time in company history. I was afraid for my life. Like, I don't know, dude. You're the leader of this company um phil showed the world on pay-per-view that he would struggle with a you know fighting his way out of a wet paper bag like the wet paper bag has got a you know pretty good odds i think DraftKings would put the wet paper bag <laughs> oh you know as uh like phil would be the underdog so you were I mean, I would be afraid maybe that he's going to steal your brownies. Was that what he was eating at the press conference? Like, I, they, they, yeah. I think they were muffins, but it was the same thing. Yeah, They were a baked good of some kind. Right, right. So maybe maybe you should be fearful of him stealing your baked goods. I get that. And if Tony had, you know, I mean, they could have come from Mrs. Khan at home, you know, baking. She slaved over a hot stove. Or a, a, you know, a, a oven all day long, and then here comes, here comes uh, McCracken. Know, yep, Cookie Monster, Phil. 
Cookie Monster Phil to steal all my goodies. goodies. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Fucker stealing the goddamn baked goods. Anyway, we spent yeah. far too long. The best part is it's an hour and a half of this show. We did an hour, over an hour with Coach Alec. The only thing that people are going to pick up on in, that st- in those <laughs> stupid fucking dirt sheets is the right. last 25 minutes of what we talked right. about. And we gave it to him. Yep. And that's there your you fault, Frank. That's yeah, your that's, fault. It's fine. The best part is they won't acknowledge what Frank and I say. Just you. Don't worry about yeah, it. You're the, just me. You're just the me. only one hating. They're like, oh, by the way, it was brought yeah. up, sons of yeah. bitches. Buddy was right. I'm the piece of shit. Who was right? The guy below me. <laughs> guy below. Some bitch called it a year ago. He called it a year ago. He stuck by his guns. He won't say it, but I'll say it. Uh, he was right. He was right. Yeah. More than more more than anything, uh, Dick Fish did not raise a push. Why call me Dick Face? <laughs> <laughs> Dick Face. Dick Fish. <laughs> That's interesting, Dick. Yeah, uh, he did not raise a, a pushover, man. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I just, I'm not gonna. Somebody's not gonna um, reveal themselves, and I'm not gonna ignore it. You know, so that I can keep my paycheck. Um, Have no fear. We're just trying to stay relevant, and we're hating. That's all. <laughs> of course. Of it doesn't course. matter. It really doesn't matter if 75 other people say the same shit the three of us just said. said Bobby's trying to stay relevant and Bobby's hating. Right. Trying to stay relevant by saying that that he's not a good athlete, which I don't know how you can look at anything the man does and think like, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, for the sake of professional wrestling, I hope AEW continues to do well and that the wwe continues to be pushed by what they're doing we're getting some good shit we're getting good shit from well both companies yeah i mean i i uh the again not to beat the dead horse but main event jay comes back and like man there's just so many layers to that story um, but then the spinoffs. Sammy Zane. Sammy Zane. It's Sammy. Insane, right? Sammy and Jay, their interaction was so compelling the other night. Um, it was like my. And they can go. It. Go ahead. They can go in a million different directions too, because even if it's not yeah. Sammy and Jay, it they're basically just saying all the people that the bloodline rubbed the wrong way. So he's got to deal with who knows. Mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre. Do yourself, do yourself a favor. Go if you haven't already. Watch the tag match with um, the Judgment Day and Sammy and Kevin Owens. Yeah. I awesome. It. I already watched it. Did you like it? Who cares? And not for nothing, Frank's man crush got the John Cena rub Monday night as well. The passing, or was it was it Monday or whenever it was he, the quote unquote passing of the torch? Yeah, because we all know it's LA Knights game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 There we go. Mm-hmm. I think it's bedtime, boys. 
I think so too. This is a late one. Yeah. Bobbyfishapparel.com for all your Bobby Fish apparel needs. I gotta work out at 5 a.m. I gotta work out at 4 30. Wow. Me too. I'm gonna get out of bed at like 6 30. So God bless both of you. (laughs) I'll be getting out of the song at 6 30. Yeah. 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 Nice. Frank, you got anything else besides a shameless plug that most people are going to probably miss at this point? Because it's an hour and a thirty-five Bobby minutes. Bobbyfishapparel.com. Boom. Bobbyfishapparel.com. The Bobby Fish on Instagram. The Bobby Fish on. Is it Twitter or X now? I don't even know. X. 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 Yeah. What else do we got, boys? What else? I uh, so. You September have shit coming 16th, up. September 16th is now uh, postponed. Um, but I do have uh, September 30th, the seminar at the House of Champions in Longwood. What was Florida. September 16th supposed to be? September 16th, is, uh, that was in Jacksonville. Um, ah. I also have September 27th with uh, Streamly, the um, virtual signing that I'm doing. So if you go to Streamly.com backslash Bobby Fish, you can purchase 8x10s, T-shirts, action figures, um, and then they will be uh, sent to me. They will be part of the virtual signing. I will sign them. You will see it, and then they will be mailed back by Streamly to um, said attendees, I guess. And, and, and September 23rd, mm-hmm. Pro that Wrestling one. Magic. Yeah, you, right. are, you and our boy Vincenzo, Vinny, the energy yeah. drink fuel guy. Yeah, I'm going to beat the G. I'm going to beat the G fuel out of Vincenzo. There I, go. you know, like, I, and we've been advertising it, whatever. And I see, like, you know, Vin's getting his energy drink on and whatnot. But I don't know. Like, Vin's a bit younger than me. And I don't know that Vin realizes. Um, how this, I, like, you know, we can joke all the way up until bell time, and then bell time, like, yeah, you're, it's not going to be fun for him. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know how else to put it. Um, I don't cooperate real well. I don't play nice. Um, you're gassy. Yeah, I'm gassy. I'm gassy and I'm sassy. Well, let's get, let's get Vinny back in the show. Well, we and to... you got to remember too, Bobby's like the oldest okay. human on the planet, so he's ornery as fuck too. I mean, right? Stay off his fucking lawn and horny. <laughs> oh, uh, that's unfortunate. Somebody tell my wife. Okay, we'll let you on that handle note. that. Yeah. Yep. She's all right. I'm gonna get her. Oh, that's... Is that weird? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm that's... married to her. I mean, I'm married. I, so that doesn't make it I any mean... less fucking weird, man. When you would wake that's... up in the middle of the night and your kid was in there staring at you, it was fucking weird. So, well, I, you know, I'm just, she's my wife. So, all right. Well, good luck. You. 
Yeah. Well, good luck. Okay. Mm-hmm. On that note, say good night, Bobby. Good night, Bobby. Yeah. Good night.